With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, amigas? Get ready for a podcast that's for the millennial woman who's busy with life but itching for girl time and reconnection. We talk about all the things you would talk about with the girls at brunch. You know, the combos that are straight up so beat up for your spirit. Welcome to the next episode of the You in 22 series. And this week we're talking careers because You in 22 is all about putting the best version of yourself out and getting back to the best version of you. And we're going to do that with Forbes featured career coach, Tanya Mendez. This is so exciting. And boy, does she drop the gems on this episode. I mean, we talk about the great resignation, why she thinks it's actually the great awakening, why why it's good for you, when a good time of year is to switch careers, how to negotiate salary, what the four pillars of elevating your career are and why you need them. She talks about the best career advice she's ever gotten. And she really just talks about the disparities in corporate America and how you can use them to your advantage. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. She is amazing. And here we go. You in 22 with career coach Tanya Okay, guys, I am so excited. I have Tanya Mendez. She is a Red Bull regional manager and uh, she's a corporate chingona. I met her through Adelante Mami years ago and I have known that she's just like killing it in the corporate game. And I thought, what better person to have than Tanya, the new career coach? She's killing it with her Nine to Thrive program. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. I'm so excited just to kind of pick your brain for women out there because I know right now there's a lot of questions about, I think the pandemic brought on all these questions about what everyone wants their future to look like and their career to look like. And, and that's your expertise. Yes, that is what I do. I'm a career coach. Um, I started my nine to thrive program actually out of the pandemic because of the need for women just to kind of have resources to get out of jobs that they're currently in, negotiate their salary, um, really give a path to women to seek and explore their passions and thrive in the workplace. What, um, and so let's just jump into it, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, so what disparities were you seeing for women in corporate America and in the workforce that made you like, you know what, I need to jump in on this? Yeah. So the biggest thing for me, and it's everything that I teach are things that I've experienced on my own. So the biggest disparities that I've seen is just when it comes to women of color and women in, in general, being underpaid, underpaid, mm -hmm. undervalued, overworked. You know, I think as women, we bring all of ourselves to work as, and, and we 
for the most part, we work our asses off, you know, mm -hmm. that's the environment that we've grown up in is just hustling, grinding, doing the work. And a lot of times we don't get compensated for that. So I would say that the biggest disparity is definitely salary. And then I would say the second thing is, you know, just advancement. We don't see as many women in leadership roles as men. Yes. And I'm really, really trying to kind of fill that gap with resources and tools and hoping to fill that gap, not only with leadership positions in corporate America, but also with the pay disparities that we see with women in their current roles. I love it. All right. Well, let's, let's, start, let's backtrack a little bit because the one thing that I keep seeing over the last, like, I don't know, six months or so, I keep hearing this word called the great resignation. <laughs> and I kind of know what it is. Like, I know, obviously it means a lot of people are quitting their jobs, but I don't know the extent of it. So I've heard you talk about it on your Instagram. So can you touch on what the great resignation is and why it benefits us? Yes. So I'm very passionate about this, but <laughs> what is the great resignation so the great resignation was born out of the pandemic right so it's mm -hmm. 2020 everybody has their jobs um everybody starts getting sent to either work from home or people are getting laid off or people are given severance packages to start early retirement so what you saw was that you saw a mass exodus of people not working. People were collecting unemployment, people were working from home, but also the other aspect of that is that people were launching businesses and people were investing in themselves to get ready for that next opportunity. Mm -hmm. So then you see 2021, 2021, the stats show that there were 38 million people that quit their jobs. Wow. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that people quit their jobs and then they didn't um, go back and, you know, go through the process of getting hired for a new job. But what we saw was the largest amount of people just quitting and either starting their own businesses or starting their um, careers in a different place. So the great resignation is pretty much all of these people quitting and starting new jobs or starting new businesses or just leaving the workforce entirely. I personally think that it's not a great resignation. I think it's a great awakening because mm. never in our time have we seen so many people really reconsider their priorities and really look back and reflect and say, you know, is this job what makes me happy? Or yes. what do I need to do in order to be in a place where I can not only provide for my family or provide for myself, but also be able to, um, you know, take care of my mental health and be excited to go to work every single day, but also have that flexibility of staying home or taking care of my family during this time. So I think it's really caused a lot of people to rethink their priorities, which is great because we needed that. Yeah. It's making people understand that your life shouldn't revolve around your work. And if your work isn't allowing you great conditions or work-life balance, then like, let's bounce. What do you think? How do you think the great resignation or the great awakening, like you call it, uh, benefits women that are trying to um, advance their career or jump into the workforce? Yes. So this is the part that's not being talked about. So what we're hearing a lot in the news and um, online is there is a demand for jobs, right? People aren't working. It's hard to get employees. That's not necessarily the truth. The way that that benefits us is that with so many people leaving the workplace and changing careers or changing jobs, 
it is causing not only corporate America and all these other businesses to rethink so many different aspects of the work environment. It's causing corporate America to really rethink do we want a five-day work week? You know, what are our hours? Should we provide more flexibility to our employees? What are the benefits that we're going to offer? It's causing them to rethink all of that. How does that benefit an employee on the receiving end? You now get to negotiate so many things that companies before weren't willing to negotiate. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing people now, you know, get signing bonuses, get wow. five, $15,000 signing bonuses just to just, just to start working, you know, mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of people that are seeing an increase in pay where they never got an increase for so many years for working. We're seeing people um, having the flexibility to work remote part-time or to work from home full-time. We're seeing people that are now being offered so much more flexibility when it comes to um, caretaking responsibilities, you know, mm -hmm. Benefits packages are now including mental health resources, um, resources for women that are single moms or moms that need help taking care of their children at home. So we're seeing so many different services and things that are being offered to incentivize employees to work at these specific companies. And I think that now's the time, you know, if you're somebody who is not happy at your current job, you can use this to your advantage to really get in a place that's going to help you feel fulfilled in the work that you're doing, but also help you meet those needs that maybe weren't being met in a different job. It sounds like the great awakening isn't just for employees, but also these companies, like they're waking up and understanding that if they want quality employees and they want people to work hard for them, they have to treat them better and offer them more benefits to make it worth it, you know? Cause it's not just about a paycheck anymore. It's about like the whole package. Yes. And the thing, the biggest trends that I've seen is salary transparency, right? Yes. So now a lot of, a lot of states have adopted laws that require employers to post, you know, what is the salary range for a job? People who want to apply for a job do not want to go through this whole process to get to the end of an interview and find out this job only pays $50,000. That's 20,000 less than what I was making at my last job. So mm -hmm. we're seeing those changes. We're seeing changes in, you know, how are we going to approach virtual, you know, virtual meetings? How are we going to approach going to the office? Is it worth us to go to the office and run the risk of somebody getting COVID and then we need to send people back home? So I really, really think it's causing and it's challenging. What was the norms for so long in corporate America? to really, really change it and develop it for the future. I love it. And, and so it, it allows people to really say, okay, I'm going to jump into this. I'm going to start um, understanding what I'm, what's worth it to me, what I don't want to sacrifice myself for. And then I'm seeing all these women like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to shift my career. And, but it's also pretty intimidating, you know, it's like, okay, I've been comfortable for so long. I want to make this career change. I need to take this leap, but I'm scared. So what advice would you offer women that are scared to take that leap or maybe the first step? So it doesn't feel as scary. Totally. So that me being first gen, a woman, um, daughter of immigrant, it is all those feelings, right? Yes. It's scary. You don't want to fail. And a lot of us don't have the freedom to fail in the sense of like, if I don't get this job, I don't have a job. I can't pay my bills. 
it's, you know, there's so many things that can be affected. But what I love to share with women is, is that you are capable of so much more than you think of. And that's on that resume. So many times we look at job descriptions. So many times we look at things and we think, oh, well, I don't have the degree. Well, I don't have the experience. Well, I don't have this. And in our own mindset, we hold ourselves back, but we don't look at all of our life experiences and our own stories. You know, a lot of people talk about what is a culture fit? Oh, I don't think this person's going to be a good culture fit for this role. I'm in the workplace challenging. No, I think that this person's a diversity ad. I think Mm. that this person's a cultural ad just because they don't have the experience, just because they don't have the degree doesn't mean that they can't add value in the workplace. So I really, really like to tell women, do it afraid. You know, you're not going to have all the answers. You're going to be shaking. You're going to be nervous, but you know what? Lean into that. Find a network of women that are going to support you, you know, lean on people that are just going to help you and remind you of your greatness because it helps so much just knowing that you have other people behind you and other people that can support you and other people that can develop you so that you can go all in and be ready for this next step. I love it. I absolutely love it. And wouldn't you agree to that? I think a lot of times us women look at the black and white of our experience and don't include and don't look at the things that we really have experience in as something we'd put on a resume. For example, I host a morning radio show, right? And in my mind, I used to have this limiting belief, like I'll never be able to do anything else because I've spent 10 years in radio. Like what experience is that? But then when I got rid of that limiting exper- belief, I was like, wait a minute, I am well-versed in um, in audio. I'm well-versed in social media. I, I can be a social media manager. I know how to PR. I know how to sell myself. I like all these things that maybe us women, we don't realize like, hey, hold on. That's actually really amazing experience experience. And I need to add that and put that on my resume. Yes. Naturally, as women without the title, we are multifaceted, right? We're caretakers. We're overachievers. We're leaders. We're organized. We're resilient. All of these things, we may not have the title, but even think about it. If you are the oldest in your family, (laughs) you have a lot of life experience that you can add to the workplace. You know how to navigate things. You know how to be in uncomfortable situations. You know how to adapt. There's so many things outside of your job description that you, that adds value to you as an employee. Um, And there's plenty of businesses that are ready to have somebody like you with your experience and with your background. I love it. So let's pivot a little bit. You were on your Instagram talking about having a sponsor, a mentor and a coach. Uh, Can you speak on that a little bit and like what the difference is between the three? Yes. So a lot of times um, people, whenever you're having professional development conversations, it'll come up like, oh, you should have a mentor. Do you have a mentor in mind or do you have a sponsor? The biggest difference between the three is the role that they kind of play. So a mentor can be anybody that's in like a field that you're passionate about or a career that you want to get into or just somebody in the workplace that can really help advise you on career experiences, next steps, how to develop, things like that. That would be a mentor. So you can have a mentor in anything, you Mm -hmm. know, if you want to go into, so for me, I'm in sales, but before that I was in marketing. So I had um, a mentor that just worked for the company and had similar experience as me, had a similar background as me. And they were, they were my mentor. They helped guide me. They helped me switch um, careers into the sales field from marketing. And 
that was pretty much all that they did. They helped prepare me. They gave me insight. That's essentially what a mentor is. A sponsor is a sponsor is usually somebody that's above you in the workplace that will vouch for you when you're up for a promotion or when you're going for a new job. Somebody that is willing to put your name on the table whenever you're ready for a raise. So um, a mentor and a sponsor could be the same person, but a sponsor is somebody that if you're going to go apply for a job, you can tell that person and say, Hey, I'm going for this job. Can you make sure to put my name, you know, in for the job, or can you make sure to speak to the hiring manager as my sponsor and advocate for me? So Love a sponsor it. is really an advocate for you in the workplace. Doesn't necessarily have to be for promotion, but they really help get you in places and spaces that you wouldn't be able to get into on your own. Okay. Okay. So mentor sponsor. Now a coach is totally different. A coach is exactly like it is in sports. A coach is somebody who knows the game and will tell you how to play the game. So I'm a coach. Yeah. I love to teach people like, here's the game. This is the game of corporate America. These are all the different rules. These are all the different plays. These are the laws that protect you. These are the laws that support you. These are the trends that we're seeing in market. Based off of this and based off of your background, these are the tools and resources that you can implement to be as successful Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus in this game, you know, in this field. And that's essentially what I do. I coach women. I listen to their stories. I, you know, learn them like the back of my hand. What are their skills? What are their experiences? And then I play to their strengths. I teach them my rule book of, you know, this is what I learned when it comes to finances. This is how you can maximize your finances. This is mindset. This is how all of this plays a bigger part into you being prepared for that next promotion or, you know, going into this next career move. So I would say that was really long-winded. No. That's the biggest difference um, between a mentor, a sponsor, and a coach. I love that because a lot of times you think that you just need one or the other to have a successful for, uh, career. It really is like the four chair theory where you can't sit in a chair with one leg, right? You need the sponsor, the mentor, the coach, and yourself. And you have those four legs on a chair and you're like, there's your stability. And that's yes. what's going to help you get through things. So I love that because people forget like life in general is layered and gray. And there's a lot of things that come along with it. Not just like, Hey, just shoot down this path and you're going to make it. Yes. Girl. I love that. This is a four chair theory. I'm going to have to start implementing that. The four chair theory, the four leg theory. That's four what leg theory for your chair. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. No, it's, that's it. Yeah. You, know, you need all four yourself, your coach, your sponsor, and your mentor. Girl, that's pretty <laughs> juicy. I'm feeling that. So yes. 
Feel it, girl. Take it all. Priscilla's preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> okay, so um, now let's get into the part that everyone is super uncomfortable discussing. And I think society has implemented in our blood that talking money is like taboo. You shouldn't do it. And so it's really hard to gauge your worth when no one's really talking about their salaries or even know where to start. Because I'll be honest, I could even tell you when I first started in radio, like that's such a niche industry that's not something I can compare on the internet. Like, am I getting paid what I'm supposed to? What do I do? All this and and then contracts and all that. So what are some tips that you have for negotiating a salary or getting to a space where there's, it's a more comfortable conversation? Totally. So I would say that this is the biggest gap um, and the biggest area of growth that we have, not only as a society, but even more so for women, yes. just really kind of stepping into that discomfort because so much of that not only comes from the way that we were raised and to think about money, but what I want to say is, is that there are resources out there for us to know where to start. So one of the best things that you can do is use resources like Glassdoor, use resources like Payscale, type in your job description and see what is the market value for that title. Mm -hmm. Now, some jobs are getting sneaky and they're changing job titles so that it's harder for you to be able to compare it to other places. Mm. So what I would do is, is that say if you have a complicated name for a title, they're calling you team lead. Essentially, if your role is a team as a team lead is a manager, then look up what are managers in Phoenix making at this time. Once you have that market data, you know, like, okay, I should be coming in within this range. The other thing that I like to do is that I like to see the company that I'm applying for, how much money did they make this past year? If it's a publicly funded company, you can see on Google and just say, how much does a manager for Google make? Or how much does a Nike manager make? Because a lot of times, any type of public positions, they need to release that information online. Another thing too, that may be uncomfortable for some women is if you know that you're applying for a role within your company and you want to know like, am I, you know, am I being shorted money? Am I asking for too much? Where should I come in? Ask somebody who's been in the role, hey, do you mind sharing with me what the range is for this salary? What's your advice? Because here's the particular situation, and maybe there's no, not an answer for this, but like I have a girlfriend that um, has a coworker that her and her and that coworker essentially do very similar roles, and she found out that coworker was making literally twice as much as she was, and she, the coworker told her. And, but the coworker was like, don't say anything like, but that's just for your information. So how would you take that information and use it without outing someone? Or is that just not even an option? Yes, it is an option. So that happened to me. That's okay. exactly why I started this business. I found out on a fax machine, I was going to make a copy and I found out and I found on the copy machine, everybody's salary. So clearly me being chismosa, yes. I look at it and I'm like, okay, this man is making the same. We have the same exact job title. We have the same exact job. He was making $30,000 more than me. Ooh. Okay. And at that time I felt I can't do anything. I'm not even supposed to see this paper. I'm not even yeah. supposed to know this information, right? Here's the thing. When you have that information, whether you're supposed to know or whether you're not supposed to know or whether somebody shares it with you privately, you always have the right to go to talent HR or go to your boss and say, I've, it's come to my attention 
that this role that I'm currently in should be in this range. And I would like to request a salary adjustment, salary adjustment, keyword. I would like to ask for a salary adjustment or a salary review because it's come to my attention that I'm being underpaid. Mm. That's going to send off red flags. And you always want to put that in writing after you have that conversation, because you're not giving any specific names, but a manager knows what the people on their team are making. Yeah. And if they know that if it's something that they're not ashamed of, they can say, well, certain people on the team are making this amount of money because of X, because of experience or because of this. But if you know that that's BS, mm-hmm. I would go to talent and I would go to HR and say, hey, it's come to my attention that I'm being underpaid. This is the range that I've heard from my colleagues, or this is the range that I should be coming in at, I would like to request a salary adjustment or a salary review. Okay. And even more reinforcement, the Equal Pay Act. So the Equal Pay Act was passed in I think like 1963. It pretty much protects us from exactly that. That's why a lot of employers never want you to discuss pay or to share your salary with other people. Because once people start comparing salaries, the company has an obligation to make sure that if you are doing the same exact role and have the same exact responsibilities, you should be getting the same exact pay. So Mm. not only does the law protect us, but companies know that there is a lot that could happen. They could be sued, you know, for not paying somebody the same exact rate that they're paying somebody else for having the same role and the same responsibilities. That's so great to know because I don't think enough people know that. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't even know. And maybe this is me being like naive. I didn't know there was like an equal pay act where people are required to pay you the same amount for the same job kind of thing. And so it's like, just even knowing that is so beneficial, you know? Cause I think that's part of the reason I mean, not the only reason, obviously, but part of the reason is people not knowing better, to be honest with you. It's like, I didn't know. I just assumed it was these things. So I think with that information, along with companies being forced to change things, I mean, we can hopefully change the pay gap and all that stuff. Hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Well, so Tanya, I want you to tell us about your nine to thrive program because everything we talked about today is literally the reason why you started it is to help women. And, um, what are some things that you teach or that can be expected from your program? Yeah. So, um, I really focus on developing women and the three modules that I like to focus on is the first module is self-discovery. So we spend four weeks really diving into mindset. So you even talked about it, you know, like I used to have a fixed mindset on this, or I used to think of money this way. That's what a lot of us go through. And a lot of us don't realize how many things have been programmed into our mindset without us even knowing, you know, like what is the narrative that we're telling ourselves, And is it true? Is it not true? And if it's not true, how can we rewrite that so that it helps us to grow um, as a person? So The first module is all about mindset, confidence, goal setting, strengths, and then we start diving into finances. I really like to have that as the foundation because I think nothing can change if we don't have the right mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, and it really, really helps us build a strong foundation for us to dive into career development and all the other things. So the first module is self-discovery. The second one is everything career development. So 
It's the toolbox that you need either to prepare for promotion, get ready for a manager role or a director role, um, or if you're just ready to apply for another role and explore what else is out there. So we go over everything, resume writing, LinkedIn, um, preparing for interviews and promotion, negotiation. That's one of my favorite topics. I give you guys scripts. We have templates. We test it out. Um, we practice on each other. So that's one of my favorite modules. And then just communicating, you know, how to have difficult conversations in the workplace. So mm. many times there's things that come up in the workplace. There's conflict, there's disagreements, there's things that need to be addressed. And sometimes we stay quiet because we just don't have the tools to be able to address them. So that's a big thing. And then the last module is leadership. You know, I want women to know that they have all the tools that they need to be a leader. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I've seen is a lot of times we think that in order for you to be a leader, you have to be the loudest person in the room. And that's not true. Some mm. of the best leaders in companies and that we see in the workplace are leaders who are introverted, but are able to listen, are able to get to know all their employees and just have the emotional intelligence to know like, okay, this is how we can move forward and this is how we can meet our goals. Mm -hmm. So that last module is just all about team management, development, knowing your rights in the workplace, diversity, equity, and belonging, which we're going to see a lot more of um, in the future, and then how to combat bias in the workplace. Oh, so yes. It's a lot. <laughs> That's a good it one. is a lot. But how long great. is the program? It's 10 weeks. Okay. So it's 10 weeks of virtual. So we do one hour live virtual. And then throughout the week, you can kind of go at your own pace to see just different videos and tools and resources that I put out each week, depending on the program. And then you meet once a week, like that's your committed time once a week for an hour. Yes. Okay. And you're enrolling right now. Yes. So we're enrolling right now. Um, we will be kicking off the last week of January. So I'm really excited about that. I always like to start classes in the first quarter of the year because a lot of people don't know that January is the best time. January, February, March is the best time for you to apply for jobs because a lot of HR departments get new budgets. They're ready to hire people to fill positions. So right now is a great time for you to either enroll or start looking for a job or exploring what else is out there. And then, so how, if somebody was listening to this right now and they're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm in, I need to enroll. Like, what do we need to do to be like, I need to be in nine to thrive. Yeah. So you can go to my website. Um, I'm sure you'll link up the links, yes. mendez.com. You can sign up, but I always like to have kind of a discovery call before just to kind of learn about your story, see what your strengths are, see where your head's at. And then after the discovery call, I just give you kind of all of the onboarding information so that you can sign up. I love it. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for your time. Before we leave, I wanted to ask you one last thing. What was, what is the best career advice that you got that you like, I have to share this with everyone. Like what's something like a little nugget that you're like, this changed my trajectory. Did I say that right? But you know what I mean? Like what piece of career advice would you offer? Not all money is good money. Mm. And one thing that I see and it really clicked was sometimes you'll switch jobs because they're giving you more money, right? Yes. But 
you really need to analyze and see what is it that I really want to get out of my job and what's my biggest need right now. Because in every single chapter of your life, you're going to need something different. You're not always going to need the income. Sometimes you need the flexibility. Sometimes you need the freedom. And I'm a strong believer that there is no such thing as work-life balance. So get that out of our heads. But I think when you are constantly chasing after money or a title, that doesn't mean that you're really going to be fulfilled in your work. Mm -hmm. So that thing of not all money is good money, it really means like you could have the money, but if you are miserable at work, yes, it's not worth it. If you have the title, but you're miserable at work, it's not worth the title. So never be afraid to go after a job that you're super passionate about or something that you're super passionate about. And don't listen to what other people say about, oh, that job doesn't pay or, oh, you know, that job is this or that job is that. You make a decision based off of what's going to be best for you in this next chapter of your life. So mm -hmm. I hope that helps somebody out there. Yes. No, that's really good because it's so true. And I definitely see that shift. And I think our generation, listen, I know for years, millennials have gotten so much crap, but our generation is shifting things. They're changing yes. things. They're changing perspectives. And we're realizing that it's not about the paycheck. It's not about being at a company for 60 years. It's yes. not, a, it's about like what, is going to bring more value to my life long term what is going to make me happier over the course of time and and we're realizing like money ain't it homie <laughs> yes no 100 percent. that's it oh well thank you again so so much for your time i feel like i am like okay i'm gonna take all this advice thank you so much tanya i really appreciate it thank you for having me with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 